Well, praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and welcome to the Romans teaching today. Uh, we're going to begin today a new chapter, <coughs> chapter 3 in the book of Romans. It's so wonderful to be able to share God's Word, to look at it, to touch it, to, to have the Holy Spirit engrafted into our hearts that we might literally walk by faith and not by sight, that we might be able to hear our Lord and receive that daily bread in which we desperately need. I just encourage you before we dig in today to avail yourself to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, where all these sessions that are being taught uh, every Monday and, and Thursday morning and uploaded by lunch. Are, they're all being uploaded there. The Galatians teaching that's ongoing is being uploaded there. All the worship service preaching and music is being uploaded there. So go there to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and avail yourself to the Word of God as it is written in truth in righteousness. And you will be blessed and the Lord will begin to do great and mighty things in your life. And I guarantee that because He wants to move mightily in your life. He wants to bless you, use you, bring you along in this race that He set before you to run. And the only way that happens is if we choose to allow Him to do that. He doesn't just do that. He, we have to allow Him to do that. We had to allow Him to save us by grace through faith. We have to choose by grace through faith, which comes by hearing God's Word, to uh, let Him empower us to run this race. And we can do that if we're learning God's Word in truth. And I'm thankful to know that today. He goes in verse 1 of chapter 3, the book of Romans, and says, What advantage then has the Jew? Because he's kind of been not kind of being, he's been pointing to the Jewish Christians in the church in Rome and because they've been lord, lording the law over the Gentile Christians. And uh, there's a conflict there. There's uh, problems there and there's turbulence there. And, and Paul's had to show them and remind them, you weren't saved by law, you're saved by grace. And uh, the, the real Jew, the real people of God are not those who have some outward circumcision, <clears throat> but the circumcision of the heart. And we just read that at the very end of chapter 2. It would do you great good to go back and read that or to uh, listen to the first 11 parts of chapter 2. And by the way, there are 23 sessions in chapter 1. This is the 12th session in chapter 2. And if you will take notes and pray and, and, and just listen to what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you in these teachings, you will be able to be in a place where you can learn the Word of God. And I always have to add this. And, I, and this is the way I, I feel about this situation. We don't learn as we sit and listen to the preacher. Oh, we've called it learning all our lives. You know, well, man, I learned something new today. No, you heard something new today. The learning doesn't come into play until the process of accepting and walking out what we have heard you understand that? Learning comes from the process of the Holy Spirit working out what we have believed that we've heard. You don't learn sitting in a pew. You don't learn listening to me right now. You, you hear 
the Word. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life through your faith in the cross of Christ, then you will find yourself in the learning process as you follow Christ. And, and I know it's something that, it, 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 you know, most people say, well, you know, you know what I mean when I say I'm learning. No, it's very important that we get our wording right, that we understand what's actually happening. Happening When we're in a church service, we're hearing the Word, hopefully, in its proper context. But we're not learning. We learn, again, as we allow the Holy Spirit to apply that truth which we've learned if our faith is in the sacrifice. Praise God. So Paul, he says, well, what, va- what advantage then has the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way. Wow. It sounds like he's lifting them up again. The Jews have an advantage. The, circumc- the, the people of circumcision, they have some advantage. Paul says much every way. But what, what is that? Watch what he says. Because that unto them was committed the oracles, the word of God. Think about that. God chose Abraham set him apart, begin to build a nation in him, through him, and God began to give him the word of the Lord. And through the history of God's people, God poured the word into them, the oracles of God being referred to as the words of God, that God spoke to men. God spoke, the Bible says in Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, that God spoke in times past in various ways and diverse manners to our fathers by the prophets. God began to speak unto his people and give us the word of God that we have today. It came through the Jewish people. Eventually, the Messiah, our Jesus Christ, came through the Jewish people. He is the living oracle of God. He is the living word of God, the word that became flesh, John 1 and 14. Praise the Lord. So, you know, all Paul means is the Jews do have an advantage because they have the word of God. It came to them so that it could flow through them into the world. And that is a huge blessing because if you have the Word of God, in every way you will know what to do. In every decision you will know what to do. The decisions to make. You will have the wisdom of God because the wisdom of God reveals the way of God and the wisdom of God and the way of God is found in the Word of God. That is powerful. So many people looking for the will of God. They live 60, 70 years and say, I I only wished I would have known what the will of God for my life would have been. Well, let me just tell you today, the will of God for your life is to be born again, spirit-filled with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and it's not about tongues, it's about the book of Acts and the church today being filled with the Holy Spirit and you being a witness unto God as you are conformed into the image of of Jesus Christ. That's the will of God for your life. It's all in the New Testament. It's there. It's there. And I know most people when they say the will of God for my life, they say, well, I I don't know if I should have lived here all my life. I don't know if I, I I feel like I should have done this. I should have done that. I, you know, I feel like I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. I guarantee you, If you will bring your faith back to Calvary, back to the cross, let all the other junk, which is what it is, go, 
and you will find yourself being moved out of the bondages, out of the, the chains of darkness, out of even the I don't know what I should be doing mindset into a place where you will begin to function in the will of God because it has to happen by the power of the Holy Spirit who cannot work in your life outside of your faith in the truth. Psalms 33, 4, for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. The truth is a man named Jesus and what he did on the cross. That's the truth. The word of God is truth, but not outside of that context that I just gave you. Shall I share with you what I mean? Proverbs 8 and 8. I say it all the time now since the Lord showed it to me so openly and beautifully some couple, two or three months ago. God says all the words of His mouth are in righteousness. And the righteousness of God, that's found in Proverbs 8 and 8. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel from faith to faith. That means the righteousness of God's word can only be seen found, heard, and experienced through the gospel. And that's not speaking of me just being born again at the age of 20 and then 40 years later, just whatever I want to make out of God's word. No, God's word each day, as you, go, as you look into God's word, you must literally see it through the finished work of Jesus Christ so that, it, so that you won't use God's word to carry you under the law. Because most are doing that today, not being ugly, but I'm just being real. And how you know who they are that's doing that, if they open the Bible and preach the Word of God and point you to Calvary, God's offering you grace. And listen, it's so powerful. If they're speaking truth, righteousness is being revealed. For salvation and the status of your initial status of being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus... And after you're born again, it must still be the truth, the gospel that cannot be separated, being ministered from the pulpit because only as the truth is spoken is righteousness revealed. Proverbs 12, 17. Write it down. Take a note. I know you wanted the scripture. Well, I've never heard this before. Well, you need to. You're hearing it now. Proverbs 12, 17. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. And you might say, well, the Word of God is truth. Yes, it is truth, but it's also in righteousness. And unless it's ministered, held, the truth is held in righteousness, faith cannot come. Only flesh can come. And that's what's wrong with the church today. It's what was wrong with us and our ministry for years. We used God's Word for this. We used God's Word for that. All out of its righteous context. You must preach the cross. What I'm telling you, what I just shared with you, proves that Genesis through Revelation is the Word of the cross. Jesus said the Scriptures are about Him, John 5, 39. You search the Scriptures for in them... You say you think you have life, but they are they which testify of me. He is our righteousness, but not unless our faith is in the cross. Not if our faith was in the cross when we got saved. Our faith today must be in the cross. Paul put it this way, Galatians 2 and 20. I live now, right now, the life I live right now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, 
and gave himself for me speaks of the cross. That faith, that faith, not some other faith, that measure of faith you were given, Romans chapter 12, was so that you could think soberly. That means so that your mind could be stayed on the Lord and you could experience that peace that Christ and his cross afforded you, Colossians 1.20. So many Christians today using the word of God out of context, and I personally believe, and I believe I'm right, that almost all oppression and depression is, that's in the church today Pushing ministers out of ministry is because they don't know how to hold the truth in righteousness. See, the enemy and our flesh will team up. And after years of ministry, the Lord's trying to bring us back to a place of true ministry where we can benefit and the people that he's given us to pastor can truly benefit. Listen, he's trying to bring us to that place. But if we hold on to relationships that refuse to let us go into this preaching of the narrow way, the gospel, the truth, the righteousness of God, because we think, listen, our minds will tell us, if I start preaching what he's preaching, I'll lose people. I, I may lose my, 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 my retirement. I may lose relationships. No, just let me go ahead and tell you, you're going to lose all that. Paul did, and he says, I'll lose it all. I'll count it all dung that I might gain Christ, that I might have the excellency of his knowledge, the knowledge that will now excel me into His will, into the things of the Lord, into a greater place of ministry. But are you willing to let go of those things? You can't let go of them until you grab a hold of the cross. You can't just let go of them. They're not, you're, you're not going to let go of them. The cross, clinging to the cross, and you don't have to know everything. No one does. But you do have to take that first step and admit to the Lord, if you want Him to help you in this, Lord, I know the answer is the cross for all things. If you'll believe that in your heart, He'll take you the next step along. And I'm telling you, you're going to lose people. You're going to lose relationships you thought were right. And the Lord's going to show you they weren't right because you weren't in a true unity. You weren't in the true faith. There are ministers in our own town who have preached for 60 years and they've spoken negative about us. They've told preachers who everybody in the whole community uh, uh, loves and adores and thinks the man of the hour. They've told people to stay away from our church. Why is that? Well, first of all, they don't like contending for the faith. And if you're not contending for the faith, you're pretending if you don't have a faith that's worth contending for, and you will contend for it in this hour when most of the church has gone wayward and is backsliding and the world is lost, of course. But if you're not contending for the faith, my friend, I heard on a, on, on a, on a nationwide radio station the other day called Caleb. I'll go ahead and share it with you. They were saying negative things about people that get on social media and say negative things about False religions, other religions they call it because they're positive and encouraging. I want you to know there's more than positive encouraging when you're walking with the Lord. He will turn at times and tell you, Satan, get behind me because you still savor in the things of men than that of God. And that's what God would say to that radio station giving false counsel that we shouldn't be saying anything, anything negative against 
other religions that are not biblical. I mean, Jesus would say, get behind me, Satan. You're still savoring only that which you call positive and encouraging to men. But listen, the cross is not an offense to God. And the cross reveals all that is false. The true ministers of God, those in the Word of God, called out names, pointed fingers. But today to do that, you're called, an, you're called the problem in the church. Can I tell you that Elijah was called the one that troubled Israel, but it wasn't Elijah, it was Ahab. He was the one troubling Israel. He was the one who was behind the no rain for three and a half years. He was the one causing that with his wicked and evil heart. That's exactly right. It wasn't Elijah. Elijah prayed and God used Elijah to tell him it was going to not rain for three and a half years. But the, but the lack of rain, the drought, was because of Elijah. I'm, I'm sorry, Ahab, not Elijah. God just used Elijah and I'm telling you right now, it's going to cost you to come back to the cross. It's going to cost you. But the cost is nothing compared to the gain that you're going to receive. Some of you listen to my teaching in secret and you don't want anybody to know it because if your spouse knew it, if you were even contemplating, you're scared of your spouse. You're scared of losing your relationships with your former ministers. If you ever get right with God and step into true ministry, those things are going to happen. You just need to pray your spouse comes along with you. If she loves you and she loves the Word, God will use you to show her the truth in the, in the Word of God and, and hopefully those other ministers you've been tied to. But I'll have to admit this, not one minister in my past am I in fellowship with today. Not one. I didn't cut them off, but the gospel I preach it removed them. They removed themselves. It, they removed themselves from fellowship with me because they're wanting to be positive and only speak positive things when Paul himself said, we preach, we warn, and we teach. And I needed to say those things today because some of you watch these broadcasts. You know who you are. You're, you're learning. You're, you're, you're learning to walk in that which is truth. You're hearing what is right. Let's say it that way because you don't learn till you give yourself to it. But you're hearing that which is right. You can't, you can't say that's not right. And when you say there's so much more though, Curtis, than what you're, there's more than the cross, then really whatever comes out of your mouth after that is really what your faith is in. And that's why you're saying things like that. And when your faith is in anything other than the cross, your desire, even though you don't know it, Paul, the Holy Spirit through Paul told the church in Galatia, why, why are you going back under the... After you've known God and He knows you, why are you going back under the beggar elements to a place where you desire to be in bondage? They weren't thinking they were their desire was to be in bondage. They thought they were not only saved, but they could also observe the law and even be closer to God. God says you can't be close. You're actually removing yourself from me. You're falling from grace. You're in a place where I can't profit you and affect you anymore. Galatians 5, 1 through and 4 and Galatians 1 and 6. And in that, in that, in that fourth chapter of Galatians, you're seeing that their desires... And we have to look through the eyes of God. 
which is revealed in the Word of God. The way God sees things is spoken to us through His Word. As, as God said concerning Noah, He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The way God has for man to find grace sees that man will find grace. Noah found grace. And the way God sees our desires and what they really are is based on what our faith is in. Those Galatians had removed their faith from the cross and now was going back to the Judaizers putting their faith in days, weeks, months, years, moons, festivals, feasts. They were going back under law and the Word of God says their desire now is to be in bondage. See, it doesn't matter that you don't know or think your desire is to be in bondage. All that matters is what God is telling you your desire is in. You see, you'll admit one second. We, we admit out of one side of our mouth, we don't know our own hearts. Jeremiah said it's deceitfully wicked above all things, and who can know it? We'll say that. We'll admit it. And then... We will just not be humble enough to admit, okay, my faith has not been in the cross for years and God is telling me today that my desire has not really been for Him. It's to be in bondage. See, when a true desire is for the Lord, it will remove us from the bondage. But what is the true desire of the Lord? Based on Galatians chapter 4, it's only when our, our faith is in the cross because the only way we can really delight in the Lord is through the gospel. You might be saying, no, I can delight uh, because he's done this, he's done that. Listen, everything you've received of the Lord has come by faith. You need to hear this. It's so important. Everything you've received of the Lord has come by faith, and faith has come by the Word of God. And the Word of God has been heard by you in its righteous context. That means through the gospel. Not you coming in through the gospel and now the word of God. No. Whatever you've received of the word of the Lord is by grace through faith that comes from hearing the word of God in its righteous context. Think about that. So for us to be able to delight in the Lord, Yes, it is His Word we delight in, but His Word to be delighted in so that our desires will be proper, it must be a delight in His Word as it pertains to Christ and what He's provided at Calvary through His death for us. Not just what He's provided, but how he, I, what He did to provide it is what our faith is in, His sacrificial work on the cross. There our faith remains. God did circumcision in the Old Testament, but Paul is saying now it ain't profiting you anything for salvation. And the only way that you're profited by it is because God gave you the Word, and it's not circumcision that has the preeminence. It's the Word of God. Think about that. This is so profound today. This is so powerful what you're hearing today. This is not deep. It's, it's really at its elementary level. But the reason some of us Christians would hear it and say, this is so deep, it's not deep. The reason we say it's deep is because we've had our faith misplaced for years and we've trusted in the purpose driven. We've trusted in books written about you can become a better you. We, we, we've had all these books written and we, we don't even know we're doing it, but we put our faith in these things that are written in these books. It, it, the men who preach the 21-day fast and you'll get victory over sin. That's not in your Bible. 
There's so many things our faith is in. Even the, listen carefully, even what is in our Bible, praying, fasting, a church attendance, giving of the tithes and offerings, the, 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 all the things that God has called us to do. Our faith cannot be in those things. Those are not objects of faith. Those are the results of a right object of faith being the sacrifice of Christ. And once again, that's not one time long ago or yesterday and now everything goes. No, for faith to come, the Word of God must be heard in its righteous context. Greatest example is when you began the first time you heard God's Word in its righteous context, you heard the gospel. And you believed. And faith came. And you were saved by grace through that faith. And the Lord moved in you and He began a work in you. And the only way He can continue to perform that work in you is if your faith remains in that which allowed him to begin the work in you. The letter to the Galatian church reveals that he does not just continue without our faith in the truth, in the sacrifice. So that's, that's very amazing what we... And I know we're a little off track today, but this is in my heart and you need to hear it. Our desire is not even... For God. I know we say, well, I know they desire to serve God. But the Bible says, even though they may think they're desiring to serve God, their desire is to go back under bondage. That's in Galatians. You want to turn over there and read it today? I'll, I'll help you with that. We can do that. Galatians chapter 4. This is in our Galatians ongoing teaching right now. They kind of co-mingling together. He says in Galatians 4, Chapter 8, How be it then when you knew not God, you did serve service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements whereinto you desire again to be in bondage. Think about that. And I guess how this is tied into our Romans teaching today is because Paul says to this Roman church, listen, what profit do the Jews have? Because God gave them the Word. They're the avenue by which the Word comes. If it weren't for the Jewish people, we wouldn't have the Word of God. We wouldn't have a Messiah. All of it came through the Jewish people. Amen. And that's powerful. So it's, it's, it's through the Word of God that we have a knowledge of salvation, where we came from, how we got here, how the earth was created, uh, how we, I mean, how we got here, why we're in the situation we're in, and how to get out of the sinful situation humanity's in, how to have an eternity with the Lord. It's all in the Word of God. And I know we hear scriptures such as uh, Psalms 37, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. And if God's giving you the desires of your heart, you're not, desire, you're not going to desire to go back into bondage. You're going to desire to keep on walking, standing in the liberty wherewith He made you free. See, this is good stuff, folks. This is good stuff. Glory to God. This is good stuff. You can have the desires in your heart that God gave you and that's opposite from just your own desires that will take you into bondage. See, my faith in the cross allows my delight to be a true delight in the Lord, and He gives me the desire. He gives me 
the desires I should have. But if my faith is not in the cross, I'm under law, the desires I have, they're just my desires of the flesh and they're leading me back into bondage. So see, that, that's happening to 90% or greater of the church today. They do have a desire to serve God, but their desires are not what they think they are. If your object of faith is wrong, your desire is wrong. But God has promised to give you the desires of your heart if you will delight yourself in Him. And when you tie Psalms 37 in that scripture there with the letter to the Galatians, you're going to see that the only way a Christian can delight in the Lord is through faith in the cross. And then the desires God gives us will not lead us into bondage. Because Galatians 5.18 says, They that are led of the Spirit are not under law. Under law, our desire, and that's what they were going. They were going back under law. Under law, and that's what even this portion of the letter of Romans is written to the church there in Rome because the Jewish uh, Christians the, were, were lording the law over the Gentile Christians and, and the Holy Spirit said, no, no, no. Don't go back under law and don't try to get the Gentiles to go under law. You couldn't obey it. It's not going to profit you anything. Circumcision is not going to profit you anything. And that's what Galatians 5 and 6 says. It, uh, you know, circumcision or non-circumcision is not going to profit anything, the Bible says. But faith that works by love, but comes by hearing God's Word in its righteous context. Praise God. That's about all we've got time for today. I encourage you, do me a great big favor and yourself as well. Function in the will of God by sharing this on social media. Figure out a way to share this on your social media, on your Facebook page, whatever you have. Send it to someone. Let the world hear God's Word that is truth being taught in righteousness so that true faith can come because when true faith comes, true faith overcomes. Praise God, I love you, and I'll see you next time right here. Curtis Hutchinson 316 is the YouTube channel, and until next time, stay determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified.